Welcome to Conversations with Partner Leaders, hosted by Pat Kirkland. In Pat's predator-prey partner model of leadership style, partner is the one you want. Partner has a presence that says, I know what I'm doing and you're in good hands with me. Here's a conversation with a real life partner leader. Now, Dave, my guest. So Dave, I've known you for about eight years now. You are now the senior, a senior vice president, operational excellence, U.S. Omnichannel at Walmart. And I know you from your time at Amazon. So you spent 20 years at Amazon and then four years as a CTO at Flex. So you have a lot of different experience. Now, you and I met at the Grace Hopper Conference. That's right. To me, it was really amusing because you you tracked me down. So I'd already done a presentation and you tracked me down and it was, hey, you know, I've got somebody who could use your help. Are you willing to give it a shot? And I'm like, I'm willing to give it a shot. Now, afterwards, I saw your patch and it said vice president at Amazon. I went, oh, okay. I did. Because you're so you. And that's one of the things that I enjoy so much about knowing you. Now, what that told me is where your heart is, is it's about advocacy. Um, and so you're, you have a, a uh, with, along with your PhD in physics, where you're able to take complex things and distill them down, you have an ability to spot talent and then how can we leverage it, particularly for underrepresented groups. So I want to jump into helping people get a seat at the table, which is what you've done wherever you've worked talking about mentoring, talking about sponsorship, and then I'm thinking about closing around, what advice would you give for somebody looking for a mentor? So that's where, where I'm looking to play today. That sounds awesome. Excellent. I remember uh, at the Grace Hopper, I, I stood in line to talk to you and I was like, I can't believe Pat Kirkland, the speaker would talk to me. <laughs> um, so it was oh, awesome. Oh, that, how, how interesting, wow. That you were able to model, we were able to put some of the things you talked about on stage mm -hmm. into practice in like 10 minutes uh, afterwards. So that was awesome. That was awesome. Yes, I enjoyed that. Because if for me, hmm, I've always had a frustration if somebody said, well, you just need to be more confident. And, and you're very much a tools person when you're mentoring people. How do we turn this subjective thought into an objective action and, you know, be more confident? And I'm like, well, am I puffing on my chest? Am I talking over? And what am I doing? So for me, it's about having figured out those tools and then giving people the tools to be able to meet people on a level playing ground. Yeah, and I remember you were uh, having a woman walk up to you and had a like a fifteen degree angle from direct and like handout, firm handshake, and so on. And you know, it's the little things, right? It's the little things because and and it took me a long time to realize this. I knew what I was coaching people on the nonverbals was powerful, but I couldn't understand why. And what I realized is those nonverbals hit the nervous system of the other person before the neocortex processes the content. So it's like nanoseconds already you're getting a read on somebody before you're even hearing what they have to say. So yeah, and it's fascinating. And then you see it over and over and over again. And each time, that's better, that's better. And then, oh my God, they nailed it. So, okay. So you're going to add something. <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say you do pattern matching over and over again, and it gets a little better every time or it doesn't. <laughs> I love it. That's that's Dave's P, PhD in physics. Thank you. Now I know what I'm doing. I do it, but I don't always know exactly what it is, but I see that it's working. So one of the things um, that you do, which is in a way there's an intersection in what we do, is as a mentor, you're helping people crack the code. So particularly if we're looking at underrepresented groups, let's say if there's a woman who comes up to you, uh, she's in leadership already. 
And she's like, Dave, you know, a couple of minutes of your time. And she's saying, you know, I'm, I'm putting out for projects, promotions, whatever. And they say, you're doing a great job, but you know, you're just not technical enough or you're just not ready. So I'm, I'm first off, your head's starting to not already. Do you, is that some of the challenges that are happening for people you work with? Yeah. And it's almost worse than that because it's said in a room where they're not there, right? Uh-huh. It's, it's often not, you're not ready or you're not technical enough. It's uh, as we they're sit not. around talking about people or when you're trying to get feedback for a promotion. And, um, you know, what we've seen is for men, especially white men, um, oh, you get the benefit of the doubt of, mm-hmm. yes, they're technical. Um, and, and we haven't seen it, but we, we assume that you're technical. Whereas uh, uh-huh. what I've seen is, you know, many times you'll say, you'll see when we're asking for feedback for a promotion, for example, uh, would you write feedback? Well, I haven't seen this demonstrated. I haven't seen uh, her display technical abilities in a meeting with me. So I can't, uh, I can't vouch for that. And so you see this sort of benefit of the doubt. And so you have to go one level deeper to say, um, you know, can you tell me more about that? You know, do you really think she's not technical? Uh, and then, well, I just don't know. And so then you have to go get evidence because that's a sort of no op evidence, right? Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit. So it's a little bit, as you as the sponsor saying, have you seen evidence of that? So, cause you, you um, step up in both situations, both as a mentor and as a sponsor. So if you're in the system uh, involved in that process, you're more of a sponsor than saying, hey, you know, this is what I hear. Is that true or have you seen the evidence? Um, so one thing is, uh, going back to your first question, hey, you know, I don't seem to be able to crack the code. I have some basic things that I share with people about what you, you know, what you want to do as a junior person, as a mid-level manager and a senior manager, you know, as an executive. And, um, you know, one of those models is sort of uh, product process people. And, you know, as you're a junior leader, you are focused on product, right? You are assigning tasks and people do them and then you 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 make the goals go from red to green great as you move up um you're you're building processes which make other people more productive and sometimes uh or often people need this framework to say oh what got me here isn't going to get me uh, there okay. so they're banging the drum of uh i did this and i did this and i did this and i'm going to add more things to my title <laughs> uh you, you saw my long title but I'm going to add more things to my title and that'll make things better. But really you have to adapt from being producing product to building processes. And then after that, you go from building processes to, um, to being all about people. And uh, I saw actually Satya Nadella speak the other day and he talked about how um, once uh, people people will leave the team and say, oh, that team fell apart after I left because I'm so good. And his comment was like, no, you weren't good <laughs> because you didn't, you, know, you didn't focus on the people, you didn't focus on the succession planning. And so the first thing we need to tell people is as you move up in your career, you're moving from product to process to people. And by the time you're a VP, most of the time spent is on, do I have the right people in the right places? So that's that's one lesson that I usually start with in mentorship. Um, and what we find is many people have never heard that, um, and sort of what is the process by which you, you grow. 
you know, I copied, I was always copying leaders and we talked about pattern matching before. Uh, you know, what did this leader do? What did this leader do? And I'm sort of amalgamating all those and built my leadership style on that. Um, but I guess that would be my first thing in mentorship is, you know, here is here's a framework which we can talk about. Um, the second one from uh, one of the courses I took uh, in a book called Leadership on the Line uh, was uh, leadership is direction, protection, and order. And explaining that to people and giving people frameworks and mental models by which they can think about how do I go from here to there. Uh, in addition to that, they may say, well, actually, actually, to- actually, <laughs> Stop. Taking notes. Well, I'm taking notes because yeah. you're, you're laying it out so clearly. And that's the complex to the elegantly simple. So can you riff a little on that? The last piece, the direction protection order. Yeah. And this is one that took me years to, to get my own feelings about it. Um, but so direction is, um, this is what we want you to do. These are your goals. These are the things you need to accomplish. Order is what would, they said, who's who in the zoo? <laughs> I think these people are important. Uh, you know, this is your organization. These are the structures around you. These projects are important. What are your priorities? And what are the priorities of the organization? So you know what's important and what's not. And then protection took me a long time to get my head around because I don't want to protect my people from the outside world, right? Oh, oh I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. Uh, it's my job to take, it's my people's job to take care of me and it's my people's job to take care of them. But protecting them from the outside world isn't helpful. But what I came up with is um, I will protect you. Like people are worried what, what their ratings, are they going to be employed? Are they going to be promoted? Uh, what my job is, is to say, um, I will I will be your interface to the outside world in some level, but I'm not protecting you from me. <laughs> like you still have to perform, uh, but you know, if something bad happens to you, it's going to be because you and I who have a trusting relationship, like we are going to do that together, not some random person in a, in a staff meeting far away. And so that's so what I think the, of by protection. Yeah. And, and that's helpful. And it, it, I appreciate you sharing. It took me a while to crack the code on that. You know, what is that really meaning? And so that codependency enabling weakens and you're saying, you know, this larger piece, I'm going to keep that eye on my eye on, but you and I um, are going to have candid conversations about where things are. So it keeps it in a way clean and healthy and growing. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I, I just learned in the last uh, several months, uh, or I kind of knew uh, innately, but it, I saw it with one of my direct reports is that you can have much more interesting and better and uh, conversations if you have trust with someone. Mm. So if my boss's boss's boss comes in and talks to one of my people <laughs> and says, you're doing a bad job, that's no good for anybody, right? Because they've never met. They don't have a trusting relationship. Um, it's my job to to give feedback um, to, to my directs and my directs job to give feedback to their folks uh, and not... And so we have a chain of command and there's a reason for that. You kind of know what to expect, which increases the trust of, I may not like it, I may not enjoy it, but I can kind of count on what's going to happen here. It's not going to surprise you. You're going to know it. You're going to see it coming. Yeah. Okay. The conversation continues in part two. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to Pat on LinkedIn. Send an email to info at patkirklandleadership.com. 
or visit us at patkirklandleadership.com.